I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Our spit is incredibly complex for a substance made of 99% water. It contains a genetic code that reveals the real you. And that DNA in your spit can also reveal meaningful insights about your health that could change everything. What would you do if you knew you were at a higher likelihood of developing a particular disease? Join 23 different iHeart podcast hosts as they explore their own health discoveries in the new season of Spit. Listen to Spit on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens, it's Danny Beard here. Listen, I'm just checking in with you all before we go on to today's show to remind you that tonight, Friday the 17th of April at 7pm is our live streamed video show. This exclusive one-off show will be available until Monday at draggedup.net forward slash the Gossip Gaze Live. If you've already purchased your ticket from Eventbrite, then all this information will be sent to you via email by 5pm today. You've still got time to buy tickets and even if you can't be with us tonight, grab a ticket and you can still access the show over the weekend. I'm very, very excited to also announce since we recorded this show you're about to listen to, Bag of Chips, MBE, star of RuPaul's Drag Race UK is going to be a very special guest. She'll be interviewing halfway through the show, so get your tickets, pull up a seat, pour yourself a drink and enjoy this one-off live stream event. Thank you. The Gossip Gaze. The Gossip Gaze. The Gossip Gaze. This week on the show, Billy has some grinder goss that's causing a commotion across the pond. Danny's got worries about a mystery poo picker. And tonight is our very first ever live stream show. And we are synced up and live. Welcome to this beautiful, beautiful, sunny, sunny day. Live. I'm joking. 
<laughs> it is absolutely gorgeous today, isn't it? Isn't it? Why have you put your fucking telephone voice on, girl? Uh, listen, I've got to be honest with every listener today. Go on. I'm doing. I'm doing this from my back garden. I'm swinging in a hammock. The birds are tweeting. The sun is beaming down on me. I feel like I'm in the Bahamas. Oh, slash stop. slash Wesley slash Wesley. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's the sun's shining. The birds are tweeting. The dog's happy. It's a beautiful I've day. Had, I've had quadruple coffee. Oh, so this is going to be a good show today. I can feel it in my fanny. Well, to kick off on a negative, just very quick and we'll get what? it out of the way. I had a dream last night that we had the biggest falling out <gasps> ever. What? We, yeah, what happened was I FaceTimed you just like off the cuff and you answered it and you were drunk. And you were and <laughs> and you were having a party in your house during lockdown, and I flipped because I was like, "Why was I not invited to this party?" And I was like, "You why are not a- even." <laughs> and I was like, "You why are not." Why would I even a- be having a party in lockdown? I have no idea, but I was fuming at you, and I was like, "I can't believe you didn't invite me." You know, I'm stuck here. Blah, 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 blah. And I woke up fuming at you. How weird! <laughs> How. Bizarre. Bizarre, darling. Bizarre. Uh, But you know what? People have been having parties on lockdown. Somebody I know who used to be a drag queen in the village was at... Oh, somebody just beeped. um, Was at a party on Friday. Oh, it's silly. Like, what are these people doing? What are people doing? Practice the social distancing and just get on with it. It's a couple of weeks. Yeah. Like, it's... Hopefully should never happen again in our lifetime. Suck it up, deal with it, and then do you know what? We're going to have a fucking good year the rest of the year. Honestly, I cannot wait to be back on as many queer scenes in the UK as possible to experience how it's going gonna, it's gonna to make... How can I put this? You know when you miss something? Yeah. You, 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 what's that saying? You don't realise what you've got until you've got it. And I know this oh, sounds ridiculous, it, you, but... You don't realise what you've, what you've got until you don't have it. What is the saying? Yeah. <laughs> What I just said, I think. I just said it, yeah. (laughs) But I think, um, I think, you know, the queer scene in the UK has been, you know, having a tough time as it is, never mind the the pubs and clubs industry. And I just think after this, it's going to be booming. And I think people are going to be like, actually, I actually do want to be in a queer space. Yeah, of course. Get me to those drag bars. Get me to those places we can get our titties out and have a fucking (laughs) ball. Oh my god, absolutely. So what have you so, been doing this week? Do you know what? I've actually written something down that really affected me this week. Whoa, is it negative, positive? Well, there's a couple of things happened to me, I've got to be real. Right. First things first, I just want to kick off with, I don't know if anyone saw my Instagram or any of my socials this week, but there's somebody in my area, because as you all know, I've moved house. There's somebody in my area who has snapped Right. I mean snapped. Or we you can walk out of my front door now and within five minutes feel like you're in the countryside. Well, you're in the countryside, right? Right. And within three minutes I'm in the middle of a woods swinging on a swing. Well, this fucking person has printed off and laminated <laughs> right. signs. Do not leave your poo. Bag it. Bin it. Throw it. I saw the signs. Aggression. It was aggressive. It was passive aggressive. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. it was counterproductive because it littered all around the streets. But I did think, you know what? Good for them. 
Do you know what? That that will be an out-of-work teacher, that. Because who has a laminator at home except a teacher? <laughs> I never thought about that. <laughs> that, that is a teacher. Out of, who has an out-of-work... Yeah. I'm yeah. not going to lie. It did have a big female energy about it. <laughs> because yeah. One, yeah. One of the One of the signs said, um, dog, foo per, dog, dog poo fairy, I self-isolating, bring a bag and bin it. It was that very... is a female or a snotty day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or a snotty queer. Yeah. Um, but actually, I didn't like the way I used, used the word queer there. I kind of, I like to, re- I like to reclaim the word, but actually that, that sounded a bit aggressive. I didn't like it myself. I scared myself. I actually just triggered myself. I felt like I was 15 again. <laughs> Uh, but listen, anyway, this isn't the story. The story is, so I left the other day to do my shop. Now, I'm trying to do a shop once a week, but I'm going to be honest with you, it's just not possible. One, because I'm eating like <clears throat> for, like I'm, I'm pregnant with about six tuplets or whatever you call them. Yeah. I'm honestly, me, me tits, I, I've got four tits now, right. not just two. <laughs> Right, yeah. I look like a pregnant pig. Do you know what I mean? I've got udders. <laughs> so I'm just continually eating right. on this lockdown. Yeah. I'm going to be rolling out the other side of it like Violet. You're turning Violet, Violet. Violet, Violet. You're turning Violet. You know when she eats that berry in Willy Wonka and she goes massive? Yeah, yeah. People are going to think I've eaten a poison berry on lockdown because I'm going to have to be rolled <laughs> rolled onto the stage when I, when I return. A uh, brass band behind you every time you move. Um, anyway, this is the longest winded story. You can tell I've had four coffees. Uh, I, I left me out of the day to go shopping. Right. And there was the biggest shit on the front of my house that you've ever seen in your life. And I thought, fucking hell, that's a big dog. And then I thought, hang on, is that a human? Because human poos are quite big. Because they're really big. And Joe's mum is, um, she works for the NHS in a doctor's surgery on the reception. Right. Frontline worker, big up the NHS. Yeah. And she, as recently, during lockdown, she works, she works in Manchester. I'm not really supposed to say because it is a confidential, but she's had a phantom shitter. Coming to the surgery during lockdown and shitting on the front of the surgery. And that made me think, have I got a phantom shitter shitting on my doorstep? Anyway, come back from the Aldi. Right. The shit's gone. So somebody's moved it since? So I either have got a neighbour from heaven right, or a neighbour from hell. <laughs> yeah. Either one of the other neighbours have come and removed it, which was very kind, or yeah. whoever's laid this log has come back to collect it. Was it definitely human, do you think? No, it was just a big dog. I'm just being dramatic. Right, okay. <laughs> I mean, this is what I'm telling you. This is the height of lockdown now when you're trying to work out who on the street has let the dog <laughs> shit outside drugs and come back for it. Uh, oh I mean, I God. started doing, I started thinking, who is this mystery poo picker? Yeah. Because it's one thing being a phantom shitter. That's, that's, that's got to be somewhere on a mental illness frame. Uh, yeah. But to be a mystery poo picker, I'm thinking, <laughs> as this person come back for their own dogs as this person seen it and thought i'm not having that in my neighborhood has the person that's printed off the laminated signs gone around with their own bags yes and started picking shit up because if that's the case there's someone in my area i am terrified of because this go on 
this this person is has got to be nuts. If she's printing off laminated signs, or he, or they, if they are printing off laminated signs, going round with poo bags and picking them up, I either really want to be the friend or I don't ever want to go anywhere near them. <laughs> oh my God, the phantom shitter picker. Honestly, the mystery poo picker. Mystery if poo. anything... If anything else moves on the poo front around here, I'm going to let you know. I Please mean, it's, let it's, me know. It's, it's been the height of lockdown, I promise you. What about you? Oh, my God. So, Saturday night, right, Cavani's in, <gasps> in Woodlesford, Woodlesford shut. It shut down, so we have to try a new pizza place. And I've not sat in with my mum um, on a Saturday night in about six years like do you know where it was felt like when you was a kid and britain's got talent was on there was ninja warrior all this saturday night family telly was on and i was like do you know what this is really nice i've not done this in years and you remember as a kid when you only had like five channels to pick from and you all just sat around watching like telly as a kid weren't that nice and i just thought do you know what it took me back to my childhood like the kid the kids these days don't know what it's like because we had five channels to pick from. That's it on the telly. And did know, we? We had channel one, two. I didn't get Sky until I was probably about eight or nine. Oh right, I always forget you're a povo, Yeah. No, we no, we were. <laughs> <laughs> what are you joking? So did we? I'm joking. And that got me thinking. Right, what did my grandma do? On a Saturday night when she was like nine or ten. Well, she wouldn't have had Ant and Dex Saturday night takeaway or BGT or the X Factor, would she? No, I had to phone her and ask her. She'd have had the two Ronnies. No, oh, did you? I phoned her and she said, "Well, we didn't have a telly till we were in her teens, so she had to listen to the radio and play cards." Wow. Now that is a throwback. <laughs> Fucking hell. You know what? You people just don't know how lucky it is, and everyone gets their own entertainment. That is. That is what, like, tailored to them because we've got YouTube, we've got live streams, like our one that's happening tonight, shameless plug. Woo! Um, we have so much going on. Wow. Uh, I want to ask you, what was BGT like? I've re- I've not watched it in so long and it, it, I have to say it is my favourite show. As a kid, I always thought I'm going to be on that one day. And then obviously <laughs> I went on it and it changed, changed my life and I never wanted to watch it again. But, <laughs> no, I'm joking, I'm joking. It still is one of my favourite shows, but I've not watched it this year. Do you know what? They've got rid of the shit acts. Like, they don't show them as much. They showed one shit act. Like, I don't think people want to see that anymore. And do you know what? The audience were booing them and saying, get off. And I was like, do you know what? This is not nice. And so that's why it's I think that's why I think they awful. only showed one of them. Um, and then all the others were amazing. They had dogs doing tricks like they always have. They had really good dancers. They had people from other countries and cultures coming in and doing stuff. And it was, do you know what? It was refreshing because it wasn't on last year, if you remember. They did that ultimate BGT. They didn't have a, oh, they didn't have like a Britain's Got I Talent. I remember they did ultimate BGT because they didn't get the phone call to be on the show. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, was, have, have Bear Force One been on yet? Have they what, sorry? Have you had Bear Force One? No, I don't know what that is. Right, well, wait for them. Right. They're an Irish gay band. Bear Force One, they're all bears. Right. My friend Robert is the front man for it. I love that name. Beautiful. He's lovely. He's a lovely, lovely guy. It's a bit of cheese. They can sing. It's a bit of campery. And... I feel like on the grapevine, I feel like they do they do all right. So I hope they're in the live shows because it's going to... I wish them all the luck in the world with it. So that's why I was asking because I didn't know if they'd been on yet. No, they've not been on. 
But listen, before we catch, round up this uh, little catch up with with each other, I wanted to ask: Have you been on that? Have you been on Grinder this week? Well, yeah, I've been updating all my pictures on Grinder. Oh, do you know what? what? I can always tell when you're talking to a boy and when you're not. Why? Because you go from none to fucking Freddie Crave in about thirty <laughs> seconds flat. <laughs> Freddie Crave, by the way, is an Instagram person that me and Billy both enjoy. Is is artistic pictures, don't we, darling? Yes, the very, very artistic, darling. Mm-hmm. Especially when we see a bit of bar look. <laughs> um, so yeah, I can always tell when you when you've decided not to talk to whatever boy you're currently talking to because you go, you, you all of a sudden the thirst trap is like, I'm like shit. Someone needs to hose that bitch down before she catches fire. Do you know what it is, right? It's because I get all this attention from one person and then it's gone, and I'm like. It's quite sad, really, if you think about it. <laughs> and then Aww. it's like, oh, I've lost all this attention and I feel like I'm craving it or needing it. So then I'm sort of getting validation, which isn't actually healthy when you think about it. And that's not what you should be doing, but it's a quick fix, if you will. It's, <laughs> it's a bit like a little drug. I don't know. It's weird. Like I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. Like, obviously, I'm in a very, very much committed and loving relationship, but I love popping on the grinder for a little bit of extra attention now and again. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. And then when I've gone from... All attention from one guy who I've been dating for a couple of months to then me deciding to end it and then I was getting like, oh, now I'm not chatting to him every day and I'm not doing this every day and now I'm like, oh, right, I need to post some pictures or make myself feel was good. It, was, it a, um, was it a mutual decision or did you decide, can I ask? Or you can cut this out if you don't want to talk about it on here, but... It was a... It was it was my decision initially to, to end it all just because he's... Got some issues and tem sex issues, which I don't think he's spoken about enough within the community. But Aww. it was it was taking him up and eating him up, and it was just I don't want to be part of that or go back to a situation where I felt like I was maybe going into that scene again. So I just don't want to do that. I'll be around yeah. that. I'll be with somebody who is currently in the process of trying to deal with their issues. I want to date somebody who's come out the other side of it or somebody who's never been in the scene at all. That sort of scene. Do you understand what I'm saying? A hundred percent. I feel like it's something that's that isn't spoken about enough. But but when it is, it's always like it's not a first. It's never first hand, is it? Or if it is, it it seems very preachy. Yeah. It's hard to find that balance. And I think I think um, I have noticed during lockdown. I feel like um, gay people are used to being able to just hook up and have this outrageous sex life. And I feel like people can't cope on lockdown. Yeah, I agree. Because people are, forgive me, forgive me, this is an 18 plus podcast, but I feel like people are hornier than ever. <laughs> You've said worse than that on the podcast. Hornier, hornier than ever. Forgive me, forgive just, me, 18 plus darling. <laughs> well, do you know what? I'm sat in my garden, so maybe I'm being a bit more PC. <laughs> But yeah, I agree. I've I've been on the grinders and there's people trying to hook up left, right and centre. But what is that thing that you told me about the other day, dead quick? Mate, it, as, as quick as it came, it went. Oh, is it gone? Well, I need you to check yours for me because I don't know if I've been blocked from using it. <laughs> Explain to because the people I, what it is. So they made this thing. I feel like I've got a whisper. They made this thing called the circle. <gasps> like Nothing the TV shoe? Nothing. The TV shoe? 
the TV show. The TV show. The TV show. Uh, nothing to do with the Channel 4 show, no. Basically, four different groups that you can get added to randomly for any other guy across the world. They try and obviously do UK with UK, Spain with Spain, France with France, etc, etc. But now and again, you can get mixed up with one another. Now listen, this circle you enter, you can either have general tra- general stay-at-home chat, meme chat, looking for video call, because that's what they do now on Grinder. Yeah. It's basically cam to cam. Cam to cam. I think yeah. they've obviously been listening to our show because they've, <laughs> they've obviously taken note from the UK's number one favourite LGBTQ podcast, Says So by My Mum. Um, <laughs> and then there was another one that I didn't even bother going in. Oh, and a drag race, a drag race chat. Bye. Now, listen, you get put in with 14 random people and you're all meant to chat. Well, this was this was like, this was like a flasher's paradise. Right, so it's like every time you log on, right, it is like the world's biggest mushroom collection, <laughs> a fungi collection, a fungi collection. <laughs> yeah. Every, everything from toadstools to Jack and the Beanstalks. <laughs> it right. was it was great, but but I started falling into the trap of doing it myself. So you were sending pictures in the circle. Up. I was just logging on, throwing me cock in this group, <laughs> throwing me, and I thought, what am I doing? This would not be acceptable in real life. Am I now like some kind of weird online flasher? Yeah, you're like a. You need to buy a trench coat. Honestly, I might as well have bought a trench coat and just run around the streets of Worsley, just exposing <laughs> myself. Don't there be more laminated sheets around? <laughs> yeah, can you? <laughs> Stop flashing. Um, so yeah, it's been a bit, um, been a bit of a nuts week. But anyway, the circle's gone off my phone now. So now I'm thinking, have I joined too many groups and and, and exposed myself? I'm gonna. <laughs> you've been blocked from it. No, it's gone off my phone as well. There's no yeah. circle there. Yeah, they literally brought it in for like four days. Right. Four days and then they got rid of it. You know what? That's like when you're in school and if one person spoils it, you're all going on detention. <laughs> yeah, and you've put everybody on detention. Well, not me personally, but, but you know, the the gays in the, general. The community. The community, honey. <laughs> the community can't behave. So, yeah. Oh, what, Very interesting. What week. a lovely week. in lockdown. Oh, my God. Wow, here we go again. Can I ask, is that not bad for your hair, new hairline wearing that headband? It's not a headband, darling. It is a... Um, what's it Let called? Let have a look. Bandana. You've gone off, you've gone off video chat. Sorry. Let me have a look. Let me have a look. It's not actually... What is t- it? It's a bandana. It's not really touching the hairline. It's not... I think it's less harmful than wearing a cap. Well, it's still rubbing on the new hairline, honey. So would a cap, though? Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Is it I, just keeping you cool or what? Or do you just like the look? Or? It's because it flattens my hair down at the sides. So it looks like I've had a haircut. Oh. <laughs> I've been completely honest with you. Yes. You okay, I, mean? I feel you. I hear you. Yeah, it looks better than where God, it's not cut. Sis, we are getting juicy and creative on this lockdown, aren't we? <laughs> so, yeah, so get a bandana. It's just like it flattens your hair down at the sides if you can't get a nice fade. And sorry if you can hear some just background people cutting the gardens and stuff, but everybody's doing Honestly, this, do you know what I mean? It's hard to do. It's really hard to do this show and keep the quality that you come to love and expect from the Gothic Gaze podcast. It's hard yeah. to do, darlings, but we are still doing it for you. Nina Nano, ITV News. <laughs> I felt like a newsreader then. Yeah. Uh, but listen, you're not the only one getting crafty during lockdown and coming up with ways to 
reinvent the wheel. Apparently, you've just told me the police in Georgia, they're doing something. Is this right? Oh, so here we go. So I found this news article this week. And yeah. The, the police um, over in America, in Atlanta, Georgia, have, wow. uh, um, have arrested nine queer men in a grinder sting operation. And it's been dubbed a cataclysmic failure of the justice system. Wow. Now, now this is So juicy, we're during a massive global pandemic and the police in Georgia are deciding that they're going to log on to Grindr and entrap gay men. This is pretty much it. And what they have also done is printed the mugshots of the people who they've arrested and put them in the papers and being like, these gay men are um, using drugs on Grindr, basically. Which I think... So can I ask what... <laughs> Give us the full story here, because these these men aren't innocent either, are they? But no, they they're are not completely innocent. So, can you tell me what these men have been doing, Bill? What 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 happened? Let's go from the day dot. The police have acted as a catfish on Grinder. Yeah. So now, back to catfishing again. Here we go. So this is quite a high level of catfish. Yeah. Not a, not we're not going full <laughs> sherry pie on people's asses here, but we're, we're not we're not also talking, you know. This is police stings. So they've logged on Grinder. Hi, hi, hi. And what? Look, look for people who are H and H. Hi and horny. So the article I'm reading has kept this guy anonymous, and he has basically said what has happened. He said um, the authorities um, logged on as a guy called Charlie, and they instigated the conversation with the host. Um, the guy um, did mention that he had marijuana, so that is an offence. And um, the Undercover police said, you share. And he offered to provide rolling papers, did the authorities. Then, guy who got arrested um, said he wanted to get high and fuck. So, he invited the undercover police guy around to smoke some weed and have some sex. And then they busted his ass when they went in. Now, So, he didn't actually even do it. He just said he was going to? He, they did find um, possession of weed and marijuana within the person where they went to so he was and that is genuinely how they're deciding to use their time during this pandemic wow activists have said that it is a cataclysmic failure and harking the arrest back to when the police um used to target queer cruising spots throughout the 20th century yeah so it's entrapment so the police used to go into cruising spots posing as as young gay men and then when when other men would give him the eye or like give him a wink they'd arrest them yeah i it feels very bizarre it feels like something you know you wouldn't you would expect from russia yeah it seems like that's like what like why do they not have anything better to do i don't believe in entrapment in general i don't think it's fair because would that person have done that whether you didn't poke the bear do you understand what i'm saying like it's just Uh sort of one of them things somebody needs sorry go on go on somebody Somebody needs to commit the crime fully and then get caught rather than being entrapped into doing it. Yeah, and also, the guy just wanted to smoke a bit of bloody weed. It's not like he's saying, come round, oh, I've never done heroin. And you, and he's saying, oh, come round, I'll get you into it. I'll start you off. Yeah. That's someone who's who's a predator and dangerous, yeah? If, they, if, you, if the police have been tipped off about this person who's, you know, 
I'm creating this fake narrative here. I'm not using anyone as an example, but if the the police have been tipped off at somebody who's you know a predator and and getting young people or other people or other men or other other queer people hooked on drugs, then I understand why they'd want to do this sting. But just to randomly go on Grinder as a fake profile and message everybody in the area, what what are you doing? You're actually scaring gay men off Grinder when it's dangerous enough as it is. Yeah. So you're scaring them off Grinder. So what do you want them to do? They can't go out and and cruise in public because there's a pandemic. What what what? What are you not helping or solving the problem here? You're pushing it somewhere else. This is this is for me has got links to like when police push prostitutes on, push prostitutes on, and then they end up in rough areas of towns, yeah, in derelict, you know, bloody uh, industrial areas where it's dangerous and then more crime happens. You're not actually solving any problems here. You're pushing it on and making more crime happen. I want to know as well, are these police officers also using the um, the Tinders and the stuff to catch the straight guys and girls doing it? Or is it just a strictly well, grinder-targeted attack? It would <laughs> seem, it would seem it's a gay community attack, honey. I agree. This is what boils my piss a little bit with it as well, because it's a bit like, like the activists have said, it is like when they used to hit the cruising spots. And don't get well, me I- wrong. There's straight cruising spots around near me as well where swingers <gasps> go and hook up. No. But, but you never hear about the police targeting them spaces, really. Wow, because the police are all there on the break. That's why I'm getting off on it. Exactly. Do you know what? I also have to be honest, I have to just quickly Google cataclysmic there. Yeah. Uh, large scale <laughs> event, large scale and violent. So a cataclysmic earthquake would be a large scale earthquake that was violent or causing sudden and violent upheaval. So it's used to emphasise the extent of how something bad and unwelcoming is. So this is this is not, this is serious. The gay community in Georgia feel personally attacked i would though imagine this happened in manchester and the police were doing that we would be like what are you doing like all right these these people shouldn't be using drugs and shouldn't be and shouldn't be doing what they're doing but everybody in this scenario is consensual in doing it all right if you're targeting the dealers even but even then like don't be using gay dating apps to find your dealers have better intel (laughs) to find (laughs) them do you know what i'm saying yeah, but I mean, again, it's not fixing the problem. It's You're not tackling the big problem here. You're going after somebody that's smoking a bit of weed. I just, it just feels more than anything. It does feel like an attack on the gays. <laughs> do, we take it, do we take everything personally now? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, is that, you know, okay, I'm putting myself now in the shoes of the taxpayer. Yeah. My money goes to pay the taxes of the government and the police are spending their day making fake grinder accounts, catching people smoke weed. And they send me a letter to say, today we've we've caught this man smoking weed on grinder. Or they say, we've caught five house burglars and somebody speeding through a residential area. Where do I want my money to go? Yeah. It's it's the house burglaries and the speeding through a residential area where, where children can be harmed. Yeah, of course. This this is... You're arresting someone for having a £20, 20 pound bag of weed and having consensual sex with someone on a dating app. It's wrong. I'm interested to see what if this is the start of something in Georgia. Does it surprise me that it's in America? No, no. It's always in America, isn't it? Stuff like that. It's this. always in America. It's yeah. it's 
it's dangerous walking down the streets as a person of colour in America. So I can't imagine what it's like walking down the streets as a gay person of colour or a trans person of colour in America who are the most underrepresented, high-risk person in America is the trans black woman. Yeah. So it's dangerous as it is and this i hope this goes out as a bit of people a bit of a warning keep yourself safe on these apps i never thought the danger was going to be from the authorities but apparently apparently now it is oh my god i want to say before we round this little topic up first off well in for bringing this to my attention bill this is a great topic and also how would we react if this was over here that's what i want to know i know you mentioned it before but but before we finish, what 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 would we do? How would we act? Would we want to take a stand? Would we be like, actually, we're not having this? And we, would we rally up? <laughs> would we fight back? I think I think maybe maybe around the Manchester Pride time, like yeah, like people would be like, stop targeting us on Grinder, like with signs and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like walking around the streets. We could do a full protest on Canal Street in Manchester, saying. I also don't believe that would happen over here. I can't see it happening. I can't. I, I don't know. Like uh, The police always seem behind us, as from my opinion. They're always at the prides. They always seem to be there supporting. And our police officers in this country are a little bit, I don't know, a little bit cooler than the ones in America. I, I don't want to say, do you know what I mean? Like We see them dancing. We see them doing TikToks. We see, we them, see doing them being like, human. Yes, people. They're the same it. as us with a job. That's it. In America, they seem to be power-driven, crazy, gun-wielding fucking nutters, don't they? With I agree. a job. Yeah. You know? Um, really interesting story, though. I'm really interested to hear what you guys at home think of this. Uh, get involved with us at the Gossip Gaze across all social medias. Um, and also thegossipgaze at gmail.com and that is spelt how, Billy? With a Z because we're cool. I thought you were going to go That was actually really good. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Get involved and leave the gaze alone on Grinder. Leave the gaze alone. The Gossip Gaze. Okay, gals and gays and cool kittens and lesbians and transgender friends. It's time for... I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going crazy on lockdown. It's time for Listener's Letter. Was that really gay and cheesy? Was that really gay and cheesy? Yeah, but we love it. I hope so. (laughs) I hope it was super gay and cheesy. Uh, Welcome to the Listener's Lesson. Woo! The Listener's Lessons. Woo, now that's a doctor. You will learn your lesson. The Listener's Letter part of the show uh, this has come in on our insta insta yep. at the gossip gaze as you all know um please keep me anonymous i always have to zoom to the end because yeah. if, if, if people don't put it oh and it says at the top okay this is serious anonymously anonymously this reads like this serious gal advice needed please keep me anonymous and it reads like this I don't know if this is a thing that most LGBTQ plus people go through or if I'm just really struggling with it. I would identify myself as bi. I'm currently dating a girl. My previous relationships have been with both males and females. I find it really hard to accept myself as bi and I struggle to accept the fact that it is okay to date a girl. In my head, I partly believe that dating a guy would be easier and more normal. 
The words in quotations annoy me, but I know I don't know how else to word it. Sorry. Uh, this is nice and short and sweet. Uh, please, please, please give me any advice you have on this. And is it a thing a lot of LGBTQ plus people think? Or am I just giving too much of a fuck what everybody else thinks? Love the podcast. Inspired me. Inspired by you guys and other listeners. Much love. Please keep it anonymous. Wow. So, just just to clarify, this person is a female who identifies as bi. And they are yeah. struggling to struggling to accept the fact Herself that... Herself as bi. Yeah, and to accept it's okay to date girls. And in her head, she partly believes that dating a guy would be easier and more normal. She seems to be having a bit of kind of like bi- internal biphobia. A bit like, oh God, is, is, is what's going on? Is, would, would that be correct, do you reckon? I believe so. I think when I was younger and coming to terms with the fact that I was gay, I was struggling with it and being like, no, just go out with girls. Like That inner battle within yourself, being like, it's you're supposed to be with girls. It's man and woman together, all this bullshit that you're fed throughout your whole life. I was just going to say, that is because we raise people to believe that the heteronormative way of life is the way everyone should live. And that's not true. Yeah. That's not how we the world goes by. And in other places in the world, you know, I love that Scarlet Moffat documentary where people live in tribes and they have three and four and five and six wives and girlfriends and boyfriends. In other parts of the world, that's what's normal. Yeah. We're fed this westernized Disney man and woman, you know, bi erasure, gay erasure, trans erasure dreams fairy tales princes and princesses way of life and it causes problems for young queer people this girl is going through this because of how you've grown up and what my first thing would be is to say fuck what everybody else thinks agreed you've already she's already said it in a letter she already knows that this is a battle in her head. So she's already got on the first steps of the ladder to accepting herself, loving herself. And she's already said she's been with males and females within relationships. So she's had both. So yeah. do you know what I mean? So she's, I feel like she's accepted it within herself. It just, she's worried what other people might think or say. I don't know. And you know, that, that, that's the worst bit. And I'm telling you what's going to happen is... Because this is what happens to all of my queer friends. You go through this and then at some point you have the breakthrough of fuck what everybody else thinks. And you go, we've spoke about it before, you go the complete crazy bi person or the complete crazy lesbian or the complete crazy gay. You you become an exaggerated version of yourself. I mean, I was going out with full lippy on, foundation. I mean, and you still do, sis, but I was going out with all of this on my face thinking, I'm just going to be whatever I want to be and who I want to be. I think you're on a journey right now. Um, I mean, for the fact that you've said at the top and the bottom of the letter, keep me anonymous, keep me anonymous, it's clear that you're having issues with this. But you've got to ask yourself these questions. One, are you happy with who you are dating. Because really, what it comes down to is no one else's business. It doesn't matter who you go to bed with at the end of the night. Yeah. It matters 
One, are you both consensual? Two, are you both happy? Three, are you enjoying your life at the moment, spending it with this person? And it doesn't matter who this person is, what they identify as, what you identify as, or what you want to label your sexuality as. I mean, I could go on to a whole oh. conversation here. What's up? Uh, they did say I find it hard to accept myself as bi. Well, what I was just going to say is I could go on. go on to a whole conversation here about labels and how labels are unhealthy. Don't accept yourself as bi then for now. Accept yourself as anonymous, misanonymous and... I am who I am, and right now, this is who I'm with. Do you know what I was thinking as well? Two seconds. Do you know when um, you said that, do you know when people finally accept it and they come out and they're like, woo, and they go the complete opposite? I find the people who don't do that have this weird internalised homophobia the whole lives. Because some people do accept it, but then they're like, no femmes, I hate camp guys, oh my God, you're a bit too much, I hate that kind of gay, I hate this, I hate that. And I think it's them people who never fully accept it themselves, you know. You know, very interesting point. Um, I just love people to be themselves. I hate logging on to any kind of dating apps and seeing no fats, no femmes, no Asians, because I'm like, you could just take one look at me and presume I'm all of them. So I ain't going to sit here and let you say none of that about me because I'm comfortable with me. Yeah. So if you're not comfortable with me, then bye-bye. Yeah. And I actually think it says more about the person that says that than than anything. Cool. Everybody likes to think that it's... I mean, we've gone on a complete tangent here, but, you know, everyone likes to think, well, that's just my preference, but I like to challenge, well, where, where did you... Where did you base that preference on? Oh. And again, it goes back to growing up in that heteronormative, men should be like this and women should be like this lifestyle. And actually, it's not your own opinion. It's bullshit that you've been fed through your whole life that you actually cling on to as values. And that says a lot more about you than anyone else. Do you know, we, so, we've spoke about this and... Um, everybody does have preferences, but then we've spoke about challenging our preferences preferences of where they've come from and yeah. t- try to fight those preferences. Like, I know I have, yeah. and I know that you have, and because we realise and acknowledge that we've been fed this for all growing up, so now I try and don't limit any preferences and just try and... Give everyone a fair chance. Absolutely. Uh, wow. You know what? <laughs> we need to get let's Sam get- on the line. Yeah, yeah. let's get Sam on the line and let's see what he's got to chip in with with this topic. Hello, Sam. Hello. So Hello. we've got a so we've got a listener's letter this week, and we thought we'd get your opinion on it because it is from a bisexual girl, and we thought, and have I you read am the letter? Bisexual extraordinaire. I have yes. read the. Uh, Ooh, I have I love the that. bisexual extraordinaire. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I once produ- um, referred to myself as a producer extraordinaire in a class when I got asked to introduce myself, and no one found it as funny as I did. Um. Yeah, I would just think you were a complete twat if you were my lecturer. <laughs> yeah, so I just read it and I totally get um, what she's saying. Um, I I see it from both perspectives. So sometimes I've had it where I've sort of thought, oh God, it would be easier if I just dated a girl because then um, I'd basically live a straight life, which isn't actually true. But you know, it, it would appear like that for other people and would that feel easier? Um, and I've also, but I've also had it where I've sort of thought, oh, it would be easy if I just dated a guy because then I don't, even though you do get a lot of uh, gay guys that are biphobic, you probably get less gay guys that are biphobic than straight girls. 
Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So I've had it both ways. I've been like, oh, um, that would be easier. That would be easier. And I used to have, I don't know. I, I didn't used to struggle with my sexuality, but it did sort of like bum me out quite a bit uh, because it just felt like a faff and a lot of people don't understand. I think especially when you're bisexual because there is still a lot of normalized biphobia out there. Like most people that do it aren't even trying to be mean it's just so ingrained that people are like yeah, oh yeah so i don't believe people can be bisexual stuff like that before you before you jumped on the call sam we were literally just saying about this is my biggest thing is this is the issue we have when we bring up kids in the heteronormative world with the disney princesses and the princes and there's no gay people there's no bi people there's no trans people there's no anybody else other than the heteros you know heteronormative lifestyle and then we get letters like this girl that's saying she finds it hard to accept herself as bi. She struggles to accept the fact that it's okay to date a, her, a girl. So she's still holding on to those heteronormative, um, you know, what would you call them? Ways of thinking. Ways of thinking. Yeah. Um, so I suppose my question to you, Sam, would be: Did you ever find it hard to accept yourself when you start when you when you started using the term bisexual in your own mind to describe yourself? Was that a hard time in your mind? And I, if so, how did you deal with it? Well, I think um, at first, yeah, I wouldn't have said that. I, when I, the first few years, I feel like neither of you knew me when I first came out as bisexual. In fact, neither of you realised I was bisexual when you first met me because I'm, no. I'm very chill about my sexuality and it's not something that's ever... For some people, their sexuality is a huge defining part of their life and that's great. For me, it's not. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, it's a part of my life, but it's not one of the defining factors. And I own my sexuality, but like, I also don't care. <laughs> uh, yeah. But when I first came out, I was so aggressively bisexual. It was ridiculous. Just think of like your stereotypical bisexual. That's what we were just saying we literally before you just jumped said on this. the call. Yeah. <laughs> I, so tell us how you were aggressively bisexual. Um. Oh God, I tried to do all the very stereotypical bisexual things on nights out and I did do a lot of them because that felt like the right thing to do and it felt you know that I was really putting my sexuality out there and I was owning it um I wore a lot of Doc Martens that was the other thing <laughs> um oh I love a Doc Martin. and yeah I didn't I was just big very... lesbian energy there <laughs> right right um <laughs> but yeah I was I was just doing things for the sake of doing them. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. to prove that I was bisexual. Uh, and I think that was probably the point where I was most uncomfortable about my sexuality because I felt that I had to show it to other people because a lot of people didn't believe that you could be bisexual. Uh, yeah. So that was the only bit where I was probably actually like down about it. I actually had conflict because I was trying to... I felt like I was fighting to prove my sexuality. And the moment that I got the most comfortable with my sexuality is just when I stopped giving a fuck. It's so easy to just say like, stop caring because that's not an easy yeah. thing to do. It's easy to say, it's not easy to exactly. do. Exactly. But that's exactly. the bit where you actually get comfortable with yourself. And to be honest, I think um, part of the thing that helped me stop caring is that I had my aggressively bisexual phase where I, you know, did whatever. Um, and realize that being that potent about my sexuality isn't for me whereas I've had some other friends who 
uh, are very much like that. Do you know what I mean? And being that outward and um, vocal about their sexuality really helps them. Whereas for me, it doesn't. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um... I'm not trying to like hide. I don't hide away from my sexuality. But for me, it just doesn't like. You don't feel defined by it. Yeah. Yeah. But whereas I know. So I think being able to let that go helped me a lot. Whereas I know other people. Okay, interesting. um, Where other people actually hold on to that. And that actually helps them a lot more. So I completely get what you're saying now. Yeah. yeah. Because for me, it's a massive part of my life. Yeah. My sexuality. So I, I think so. the other thing I'd say is just like, play about with it. Try being really vocal and outward and see if that's your thing. Try just letting it go and not caring because that might be your thing. Because that was my thing. Wow. I actually thought your advice there was like, you know, fuck a pussy, suck a cock. That's what I thought you were saying there. I was like, whoa, okay, Sam. Come through with the sex positiveness. Well, I mean, that's part of it, I guess. (laughs) Whoa! Oh, my God. I hope hope I made sense there. It was quite... I feel like I'm I'm delving into bits we've not spoken about before, which is sort of like how vocal you are about your sexuality. So I don't know if any of that made sense, but I don't know. It made sense to me, and I hope it made sense to our listener, or any of our listeners that may be able to relate. Uh, Listen, guys, I think we've spoken loads on this listener's letters today. I hope it was in-depth, and I hope it was educational for those that needed it. Uh, Don't forget, guys, tonight we've got a live stream show at 7pm. Tickets still available. Where can they get those, Billy? They get them on Eventbrite. Just search the Gossip Gays were the only thing there and the tickets are £5 plus a little booking fee of like 90 pence or something. The Gossip Gays. So what have you invented this week for our penultimate Danny versus Billy? Well, um, I've invented a throwback this week. So because it's the penultimate one, it felt fitting to go back to where this all started. Right. Okay. Um, do you remember ASMR, which I can't remember what that stood for, but that was the very first one we played. The animal sounds. That was when we did the animal sounds. Right. Um, it's 4-3 th- to Danny. I know Danny's one point ahead. Yeah. And um, we're going to do the same thing again. So I've got some animal noises. I'm going to play them. and I want you to tell me what animal it is that we're hearing. Right, I'm with you. Top tip. Yep. None of these animals sound like their actual noise. Animal. Right, I'm with you. Yeah, they're all very mixed matched, um, but they are all real clips from the interwebs. Um, oh, I hate that okay. I just said interwebs. I've just been that guy. <laughs> I hate that guy. That guy sucks. Wow, Sam. <laughs> okay, but... Karen. Carry on with Karen's quiz. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm going to play you um, the animal noises. First come, first served. What we're going to do to make this interesting, right? Uh, if you both say the right animal, yeah, you, whoever said it first is going to get the point. If you, uh, if neither of you get the animal, I'm going to let you argue as to why your animal is closer to the actual one it is. And if you can convince okay, me, cool. I'll give you the point. Brilliant. So, you ready for the first one? We can take that as a yes. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> what you, I didn't hear what you said. I thought you said, here's the first one. 
Oh, are you ready for the first one? Oh, yes. yes. Woo! Right, <laughs> there we go. Very enthusiastic. Right, I think I know it. I think yeah. that is a baby goat. He's just said it doesn't sound like it. what it's supposed to be. I think that sounded like a sheep, though. I think that's a cat. <laughs> Sorry, you didn't think it sounded like a, a a sheep, so you said a goat, which is basically like a different kind of sheep. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. I think that is a right. cat. Uh, Danny gets the point. It's a cat. <gasps> ah, yes! Yeah, it's a cat. Um, Really strange cat. It does sound like a goat. I have to say, I I feel like I cheated on that one because when I was in uni halls, um, sorry, not halls, my second uni house, there used to be a cat that lived next door and when it was on heat, it would sit on the wall and sound like a goat. Wow. (laughs) Sure it wasn't a goat? (laughs) Did you not live on a farm? No, it was definitely a cat from next door and one day it went missing and we saw it months later dead on the roundabout. Oh. <laughs> oh no. Anyway, I didn't think that's what you, I didn't mean to laugh. I didn't think that's what you were going to say. Yeah, we did wonder <laughs> if it made that noise going out because it was just bizarre. Oh no. Because imagine hitting that and thinking shit, I've just hit a goat in the middle of something <laughs> around about. <laughs> anyway. Right. One point to me. Next one. This is quite a fast one, so listen carefully. <laughs> <laughs> What right, I'll, was I'll, that? Go, I'll do it again. I'll do that again. I have no clue, but I'm going to jump in straight ahead of Billy and say a monkey. I'm going to say a horse. <gasps> okay, one. you're both wrong. It's like a deer, a doe kind of thing, more of a doe. A doe, a deer, a female, a female deer. Ray, a drop of golden uh, Billy, I'm going to say you were closer. Because, you know, four legs. Unless, Danny, you want to argue. Are you joking? That clearly could have been a primate. I've I've been to the zoo multiple times in my life. And one time I had a, I had a full conversation with a chimp in Chester Zoo from over the barrier. And it was literally going... <laughs> and it sounded like that. So I, I'm, I'm coming from experience with all of these animal noises. I'm thinking back in my life when I've had a connection with a, an animal... So I think I should get that point. Okay, I'm giving the point to Danny instead just because he did the impression. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> right. Uh, next one. Oh, now this is a man. There we go. Oh my God. So one of those things is a man. Yeah. What's the other one? Um, A moose. I'm going to go for parrot. You're both wrong. It's a goat. Oh. That one's a goat. Right, who 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 wants to argue for the well, point? Well, me, well, because, th- because it did sound like a man going... And I feel like a parrot could imitate that voice if necessary. I think I should get the point because my animal at least had the same amount of legs. And the whole point is that it's an animal that doesn't sound like what it sounded like. And that sounded like a parrot. It did so not. I went with moose. Well, uh, I had a pet Danny, parrot. Danny, you, you, you took the argument that I used in the last one, so you've kind of just recycled <laughs> that. Uh, Billy, I'll give you the point. Woo! <laughs> Fuck. Right. Next one. Oh, 
Any guesses? I think, that's a, again? I think that's a baby tiger or lion. All right, Joe Exotic. Chill out. Honestly, I do. I'm also thinking it is a baby animal. It's a bit high-pitched. And I'm going to say... Ooh. It does sound... No. Wait, I've got wait. another option of what it could be, but I'm going to wait till Billy says wait, this. Wait, can I have yours then? Does I can't think. Well, I think that could be... A, <laughs> I think that could be a suckling pig. Right, well, I'm going to go for pig, and you're going to go for tiger. No, if it's pig, I want. If it's either of them, I'm going to get the point, sis. Okay. Um. No, it's a squirrel. Oh. <gasps> it's a squirrel. Um. Squirrel. I'm going to give the point to Danny because Billy, you stole both of those <laughs> ideas. You don't. You don't get a point for just stealing ideas. Okay. What a shame. Uh. Oh, this one's my favourite. Whoa. <laughs> that sounded like a motorbike that was like going out what of fashion. The f- Correct. <laughs> no, it's not a motorbike. That that was long winded. It sounded like an engine. Can, what I've no clue what that could be. That 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 could be a little aggressive dog, maybe. <laughs> I like that you're emphasizing sort of like the nature of the animal as well. Well Danny. I just think it helps it helps it helps put the vision in your mind. Okay. I'm uh, gonna go for like a swan or a <gasps> goose. Good one, Billy. That is exactly what I think it is. Oh, it's a frog. Oh, I knew it'd be on a lake. I was gonna say an animal on oh, a lake. Piss off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he wants to argue for the point. Maybe because mine lives in the same area that a swan or geese goose would. I knew it was that sort of area. No, honey, because all of the animals that live in the jungle all don't make the same noise. That is the worst argument I've ever heard. No, I know, but you can tell it's a jungle animal from the noise. You know the noises no. of the of the jungle. Slash, you would know if it was in a pond, like I knew that was like a pond or lake animal. I thought that was a little high-pitched, aggressive puppy. I even would have put my life on it that it was a chihuahua <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> Chasing round a little toy. That could be that. That could have been that. <laughs> okay, Billy, you can have the point. Woo. Oh, that was the last one. Oh, that was oh, the last one. Brilliant. So who's won? Who's the what, what? Um, Danny won. Right. <gasps> <gasps> oh, is that an animal? <laughs> yes, that was. <laughs> Sound like a crow. <laughs> That's me excited winning. What am I doing? My right. neighbours are going to be thinking, what the fuck is going on in that house next door? Well, can I just put this yeah. out there then? So for the live tonight, can it be double points? So then at least I have a chance of winning. So here's the thing. So at the moment, it's 5-3, I believe, right. uh, to Danny. So that's two points ahead. But maybe there's going to be a few points available tonight. Right, I'm with you. So I still do actually have a chance of winning. If not, I can't bother playing, mm. if we're being completely honest. Wow, <laughs> what a sore loser. Nobody likes a sore loser. Do you know what? I'm happy, right, let's to, not give, mention this. I'm happy to give Billy one of my points if it's going to make him not be a sore loser. Oh, but... no, 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 no. I think the game tonight should be like double or nothing. Okay, good, because I'm still going to win. Um, I also feel like there should be some element of voting available tonight for the listeners, Sam. Is that is that going to be an option? Well, you want them to just vote for who wins? No, but at least on one of the um, challenges, they could vote for who wins. Ah. Do you know what I mean? 
I, that's fun. I was... That does play into something that I was debating doing, actually, inspired by a RuPaul episode that I've been watching. Okay. So maybe. Well, I will send nudes out to anybody who votes for me. Oh, you'll send nudes out to anyone. <laughs> you send yours out anyway for free. Well, it's going to now cost you a vote. You're presuming people... You're just presuming people want them nudes there. We don't have many blind and deaf listeners, you know, just so you know. <laughs> this the, 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 this segment's got incredibly messy. Let's just, let's end it there. Oh, shout out by producer Sam. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Oh, do you know what? I'm dead excited for tonight, you know. I'm super, super excited. I just hope that... Um, well, I just hope people tune in, if I'm honest. I'm, yeah. I'm so worried because we've thrown this together so last minute, so quick. Um, it's all making me nervous. It's making me nervous that people aren't aren't going to come and pop along to it because we by now we've sold more tickets for a real live show than, than a than this live stream and I feel a bit like I've put my heart and soul into it and no one's going to turn up. (laughs) Do you know what though? It is what it is. Like we know we do have a few listeners who are a few weeks behind um, and not everybody follows us on socials and it is very last minute. Like we do like to push things for a couple of months. So, and we know people are behind. So unfortunately, if you're listening to this, the live show might have already gone. So you need to follow us on social medias. It was throw together last minute. But for the people who have bought tickets and the meet and greet tickets, thank you so much. And we will put on the best show that we possibly can for you. Oh, it's going to be bloody brilliant. Yeah. Um. So people who bought the meet and greets, they already will have had their things sent out last night. So they are going to get their meet and greet slot time and they're going to get their, um, their live email to log into everything when everybody else gets theirs, but the night before they will have contact to let them know where they need to go for the meet and greet, how they need to the log night on to it. before was last night, sis. Oh yeah, so they've already got, they might already have their <laughs> meet and greet. <laughs> Girl, I'm going to let you get back in the sun, but I've had a really good day today. Um, I've still got more stuff to do, get myself in drag, get my pussy waxed, <laughs> get my hair cut. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to freshen myself up for the live show. Um and yeah, a few surprises in the show tonight, which is exciting. You're gonna have a new um, Sunday bathroom sessions out on Sunday, is that correct? Yes, which is a big thing today. So I'm gonna go and hydrate, 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 darling, hydrate. So yeah, it's all good. Good luck. The gossip case. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. 
There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. United Kingdom, 12 points. Finally, 12 points to the United Kingdom. 12 points go to the United Kingdom. Apologies for interrupting your podcast, but we wanted to tell you about our show that we think you might enjoy. We're Rob and James, the hosts of the Eurotrip, the world's favourite Eurovision podcast. Join us every week as we build up to this year's contest in Malmö in Sweden. We'll be chatting to the artists, the fans and the people behind the world's biggest TV spectacular. And here's a taste of what you can expect. If the BBC rang you, Petra, to come and host a, a show, would you do it? In a heartbeat. I mean, our ambition is to win and for it to be another watershed moment for Eurovision for the UK. Queen Lorene, Eurovision winner. Did you ever think you would be back here again? I get goosebumps. No way! Just search The Eurotrip wherever you listen to podcasts.